I'm Amy. I'm Julie. I'm Lindsay. And it's time to pucker up. As you may have just heard, we do have a special guest again this episode. Our friend Lindsay is in town and she's recording this very special episode with us. Lindsay, why don't you tell everyone who's listening how you came to be here and uh, how you got into hockey just a little bit. Give us your, your credentials. My credentials are non-existent, but you know, I can fake it. Um, I got into ice hockey about mm, five or six years ago. A friend took me to see Rangers against Bruins in Madison Square Garden. Obviously, I didn't fall in love with either of those two teams. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be here if I had, would I? No, you would not. Um, it was a bit of a long and winding road, but eventually I managed to um, choose the correct team. Alex Ovechkin helped. Uh, so did TJ Oshie. So I guess I've been a, Caps- a fan for far shorter than most of the people around here. Three years or so. And it has been fantastic. I met Lindsay for the first time in person at the home opener last year. Mm. And it was kind of funny because I'd gone downstairs to the store and it was the weird night where everybody that I met in the store was like, I know you from the internet. And I'm like, wait, this is really <laughs> weird. Because it was you. I thought you came up to me in the store first and then Michelle came up to me in the store and there was somebody else as well. I think and I, I don't remember who it was. But now. I remember at that home opener standing and talking to someone and this row of girls in front of us suddenly turned around and one of them said, are you Lindsay? It was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm famous. Well. She runs a very good hockey Twitter account. It's true. We must be honest. Oh, thank you. I try. Or I cry. <laughs> I mean, most of us cry. <laughs> cry a little tonight. Just a tiny bit, Just yeah. one single tear. Mm-hmm. Because Austin Matthews was happy and that was not what that I wanted. That was not what any of us wanted. Um, let's do some follow-up items, uh, some things that we mentioned in a previous episode. Um, one thing um, we I know we mentioned last time was that we said um, Jakub Yerabek was with Calgary, which was not true, but since all Western Canadian teams might as well be the same team, um, he's actually with Edmonton, but then he was traded to St. Louis on October 1st, so it's all kind of irrelevant at this point. I mean, but as far as guys who left the Caps last year go, he's one of... Three that have contracts in the actual NHL currently. Chason, which who I had completely forgotten is with the Oilers, so he's one of them. Wait, Chason's with the Oilers? He's with mm-hmm. the Oilers. He's a scratch, but he's with the Oilers. Oh, okay. Yes, he is uh, yeah, well, I, team. I fucking forgot Chason exists. I was thinking, I like, know, right? <laughs> what was I thinking? Like, Jay Beagle? Jay Beagle's with Vancouver. Grubauer's with They all went west, young man. They did. Well, it's hard to go east from here. Listen, my American geography is not that good. It's, it's <laughs> trust me, it's real, real hard to go east from here. We're the easternmost major city. Like they could have gone to New York. New York is east of here. Like Long, barely. Long Island is sort of east of here. Say no to just say no to Long Island. That's Long, where that's where the Islanders Providence are. Providence of Keith Kincaid. Well, yeah. Anyway, um, what else? Oh, my other one that I really, really have to walk back is I got milkshake ducked on Phoenix Copley. I said last time that I was all in on Phoenix Copley, and I want to take that back. You are now because all out. Because I'm all out on Phoenix <laughs> Copley because we might have been pointed out, too, that his likes and follows on Twitter indicate that he has some... Uh, Pepe the Frog. 
alt-right leanings, and we're really, really not into that here at Ye Old Pucker Up Podcast. No. So, and I was like, yeah, of course he's a Republican. He's from Alaska, and I didn't know how bad it was. <laughs> it's bad. It's very, very bad. I we mean, don't... we typically ignore the uh, conservative leanings of many, many hockey players. <coughs> TJ Oshie. Mm. But, <coughs> Schmidt. But uh, alt-right, I'm not... Yeah. Just say just... no to white supremacy. How about? One less depressing update, because most of these things that are in this list are depressing. Oh, I take back anything positive I ever said about Tom Wilson, but we're going to get to that. Yeah, we are. Because that's a whole low light segment that we've really got to, like, buckle down and, like, fucking get into, and I don't want to, and it's complicated, and now it involves Austin Watson, and it's, like, fucking stupid. I Capital news. Uh, yeah, Capital One Arena was mostly finished by opening night. As it far was. As I can tell. It was basically like spit shined and put together with masking tape for the most part. But on opening night itself, food was a shit show. Was it? I didn't get any food on opening night. So actually, I don't think I got anything. No, I got strawberries. Yes, you did, and you didn't need anything else after that. I was so. Drunk. Um. But I had wanted to stop and get, like, a hot dog or something. And the two food places that I normally go that are, like, right there by the escalator when I, when we come up. Yeah. One had turned itself over into a completely, like, you know, decorate your own food type thing. Which is pretty cool because I went through that line tonight. It's very cool. But when I first went to go through that line, they said, we're not going to have any food ready for another 20 minutes. Y'all need to come back. And we were like, What? It's opening night. Like that's typical of Capital One Arena. Yeah. Well, I think I literally think they got those food stations actually set up and running maybe hours before. Oh, I'm sure. If not minutes before the doors opened, so they weren't prepared for a crowd of people who wanted to actually be served food. We got McDonald's on the way home from that game, and (laughs) Danya was like, "It's the best idea you've had the entire time I've been here." Danya was very Danya. Danya had a strawberryita. And Danya was like, I'm not drunk enough. Danya was hammered. A strawberryita is almost as tall as Danya. Yeah, so. well, a small, like, this, and when I say strawberryita, please be aware that they're not the little size. And we did the math on them, and I believe they're the equivalent of three and a half beers. What? Yeah. They're not like, oh, I had a beer. No, you had three and a half beers if you drink one of those strawberry to tall boys. Because I've, if you've seen the ones that are in my fridge, I have the mango Ritas in my fridge and the can's like this big. Oh. They're little. Except for, for the, a reason. Mm-hmm. Because they will the ones that fuck they sell you at up. Capital One Arena, apparently. Yeah, no, well, the, the ones at Capital One Arena are the economy size. <laughs> Is that what they say? No. Okay. <laughs> feel really bad that I didn't have a strawberry next time next they're time. on Julie's side next time they'll be on I Julie's have mango side. ones in my fridge if you want to try the mango one. Oh yeah you can get when you're done with that drink because we're drinking while we record this obviously when Amy's you're done with that over, one she has to drive yeah Amy's got to drive home after this Lindsay's staying with me so Amy Amy does Amy doesn't drink anyway like don't let her fool you she wasn't gonna drink even if she wasn't driving home. That's true. We'll get we'll get you a mango Rita. Alrighty. I had a friend one time tell me she she drank a I don't remember what flavor it even was. They're all equally horrific. And we're in a club at a show and she drinks it and she goes, Joy, I'm so drunk. And I'm like, dude, I fucking told you. 
It's not my first rodeo with one of these motherfuckers. I'm like low-key tempted to have one before tomorrow. I've got some. All right. I have the little ones. That's fine. But I've got some. Um, Shout out to Karen, who actually uh, donated them to the cause. I tried the beer wall tonight. And how did that go? It was really funny because you have to wait through the build your own tots, nachos, whatever the fuck line to get your cup. And they give you your cup. And you go over to the beer wall and there's, you know, five or six, like, different beer stations and they've each got three beers in them and they've got probably 12 different types of beer. So you pick the beer that you want and you scan your cup and you've got 18 seconds to pour your beer. That's wh- that's more than enough time to fill a cup. Well, that's all it took Chandler Stevenson to score a goal tonight, so I get it. That's the sexiest thing you've ever said. To- no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, gonna, 18, I'm not going to repeat what the sexiest thing Lindsay's ever said to me is because it's fully redacted. It was definitely about Austin Matthews. And no, you don't want to hear what it was. It took 18 seconds for number 18 to score. Hey! Anyway, so you get 18 seconds to pull your beer. And this guy next to me does his. And I'm like, he's got, he's like tilting it way too far because he's trying to let the head run out. I get up there and I'm like, and I assess the situation. And I don't know if it was different because I pulled cider, but cider has head too. If I could have filled a bigger cup than what it was with my 18 seconds, I got beer on me because I filled my cup. I was fucking around. Your cup runneth over. I was fucking around with the laws of physics because I wanted to see how much beer I could actually get. I was well, like, and they had said during the little demos what, that what's going to keep people... my surface tension here? How much? How can? How far can I go with surface tension? Um, and this guy goes, and I hear this guy as I'm walking away, like sit, like leaning in to like sip my beer so that I can walk with it because I've got beer. And um, he's like, "Well, this is the place to come if you want head on your beer." And I go, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, you get so much head if you pull your beer here." And I'm like, I point at my cup. I have no head on my beer at all. Let's isolate the I have no head thing and save it for later. <laughs> you can't see me right now, but I'm definitely giving Amy the finger. Yeah, she's not Not happy the first with time me. tonight. The trick is, like, it tells you, put your cup down here, tilt your cup, blah, 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 whatever, but you have 18 seconds, and the mistake people are going to make is pulling the tap all the way, because then it comes out too fast. So helpful hints from Julie on pulling your own beer at Capital One Arena. Don't pull the tap all the way. Comes out too fast. Pull it like midway. See how fast it's coming out. Adjust accordingly. Fill your beer. Don't drink foam. The more you know. (laughs) My grandpa owned a bar when I was a kid and my mom owned the bar after that. Yeah. This is not my first time at the rodeo. So another thing that happened that we need to talk about we discussed the Max Domi sucker punching Aaron Eckblad on the previous episode. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring that back up because something extremely similar happened on opening night. On opening night, the Caps versus Bruins game. It actually may have been worse because the person who got sucker punched. His head got cut open. Mm-hmm. And I suspect that, first of all, I don't know why I'm surprised that the Department of Player Safety doesn't give a rat's ass <laughs> about consistency in their suspensions. And 
They were never going to suspend Marshawn for what they suspended Domi for, even though it was the exact same thing. So what happened, if you didn't see it, and I don't know how you didn't see it, was Lars Eller scored the seventh goal in that 7 to nothing route of the Boston Bruins on opening night for the Caps and did some fist pumping, did some celebrating because I don't know, we're playing a fucking game and maybe we celebrate when we score. And also in the context, it was the banner raising. We were celebrating everything. Oh, we were celebrating. So. Like, pro tip, Boston, if you don't want people to celebrate their seventh goal, don't fucking let them score seven goals. You know, and I've heard different Opinions about the, and I'm using my air quotes here, celebration. It wasn't even excessive. A, it wasn't excessive. B, the really hot, eh, lukewarm take that I keep hearing from different sources is, it's not so bad that he celebrated. It's bad that he did it in front of the Boston bench. Dude, really? He was on his way to his own bench. Right. Like, he would have been in the vicinity of the Boston bench, Anywhere he was on the ice. Because the goal was scored on Boston's end of the ice in the third period, which is where Boston's bench is. Right. Ah, Your argument is not solid. Like, if people in Boston stupid, Boston Bruins, they're racist people. I mean, so that is inherently stupid. You want to talk about racist people? The other night I'm at Capital One Arena and we're playing the Vegas Golden Knights. And um, the, one of the dudes is sitting next to me. is a black guy. And this drunk a-hole comes up the stairs, high-fives the one black guy in Capital One Arena, because hockey's an overwhelmingly white-supported sport, and says, What's up, Kanye? This guy and his friend were horrified. And I didn't understand what was said until I heard them discussing it. It, uh, like... People are stupid. That's there. Unfortunately, white people. Anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. No. Unfortunately, white people. Let's get into some general news. So since the last time we recorded, Shea Weber's been announced captain of the Habs. Even though he's not going to play until Like December? Yeah. Like if he ever plays again? Yeah. Like congratulations, you announced a guy captain that's fucking injured. Who are you going to give it to, though? Carl Elsner? No, you're going to give him a healthy scratch. Yeah, Carl Elsner's Iron, Iron Man streak got broken. Remember when Carl Elsner said he wanted to, like, go somewhere and play and have a chance to make uh, make it past the second round? So he signed with the Montreal Canadiens. And they're paying him, what, between four and five they're mil? Play- they're paying him, like, a shit ton of money. So, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and cap friendly that. But, like, Carl Alsner said something to that effect. Who else said something they wanted to play playoff hockey? I think, I'm not sure how the word Shattenkirk used, but Shattenkirk implied that he was going to a better... Better prospects. Williams never would. He never would. No, Williams was just disappointed he didn't get a cup with the Caps. It was, and Williams wanted to go back to Carolina anyway. We've talked about that at length because he'd already bought a house in Carolina. Who fucking said they wanted to play play? Oh, you know what? It wasn't even a Capital who said they wanted to play. It was Matt fucking Matt Duchene. Oh yeah, he said he wanted to play playoff hockey, so he got traded to the Ottawa Senators because whoever uh, Colorado's GM was like, "Fuck you, buddy." And guess who made the playoffs and who didn't? Colorado. They won tonight. Actually, Ottawa won tonight too, I think. 
There were some interesting results there, tonight. Uh, tonight was weird. Now, How much he, does Schottenkirk get paid? He gets five bucks. I don't know, because he's getting healthy scratch, too. Actually, no. I've now heard that it's maybe not a healthy scratch. Necessarily, because he did have surgery his on his current knee. cap hit to sit as a healthy scratch is $4.6 million. That's more than Brooks Orpik was making last season, isn't it? Yep. Wow! Yep. It's more than Brooks Orpik's making right now. Definitely more. It's more than even he could stand to make. Dude, Brooks Orpik is not the defenseman on our team I would healthy scratch right now. Nope. I mean, I don't I don't love me some Brooks Orpik and Lindsay, who sat next to me in New Jersey when we got absolutely slaughtered Thursday night, heard me yelling at Brooks Orpik, but she also heard me shredding Christian Juice, who I think has to have some kind of head injury. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with that kid, but he's completely forgotten how to play hockey. He needs a reset anyway. He, yeah, no. I would rather see Madison Bowie out there at this point. Well, we know who you'd really rather see, but... <clears throat> um, actually, uh, well, let's get through general news and then we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that and we'll get to how that happened. Fair. Because we got to talk about Tom Wilson. Oh, we do. Mm-hmm. Connor Carrick got traded to the Dallas Stars for a conditional seventh round in 2019, which will become a sixth round if he plays 50-plus games, which at this point is super likely... Because he's doing really well. He's doing way better in Dallas than he ever did in Toronto. And he's found somewhere to get coffee. He's found somewhere to get good food. Oh, did he already find somewhere to get coffee? Oh, yes. Apparently the dog is is adjusting nicely as well. Does the dog get to go on play dates with Tyler Sagan's dogs? Please say yes. I have not seen evidence okay, we thus need, far. We need to write to someone. All, I, need, all I care about is Tyler Sagan's dogs and Tyler Sagan baby-talking his dogs. It's, it's a wonderful thing to care about. Like, I found there's this old video of Tyler on his Instagram when he first got Jerry where he's just fucking baby-talking this dog and Jerry's, like, bite-licking his face. Oh, no. Too cute. And I'm like, Amy, look at this video. When I just you, looked at it without the sound, and then you, I went home and watched the When you sound. get home tonight, do yourself a favor and watch this video with the sound on. Because Tyler's fucking baby-talking voice is adorable. But yeah, Connor Carrick is doing really well, considering apparently the Leafs didn't need him. Connor Carrick's dog is named Hoagie. Oh, yep. It's a Boston Terrier. He's very cute. Um, yeah, Toronto. I don't know if you want to bring Hoagie around all the fat dogs, though. Jerry's not fat. Yet. I was going to say, give him time. He's, he's like, barely over a year old. Tyler will make him fat. Yeah. Amy, Amy, Amy's, favorite, fat. Amy's favorite Tyler Sagan dog video is the one where Jerry's swimming through the pool and then Tyler pans back to, like, the, the black lab who's sitting there and Tyler's like, you're so fat, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Is. <laughs> is this some kind of like portrait of Dorian Gray thing? Tyler Seguin has 3% body fat, so his black lab has 97% body fat. Oh my god, his the two older labs are so junky. They're spoiled as fuck. Like, why not? Toronto made another big fuck up when they put McElhaney and Pickard on waivers, and both of them got Just claimed. Snatched the fuck up. So now Toronto has went from mega super goalie depth to fucking zero goalie depth and their backup being stuck as Garrett Sparks. Pickard went to Philadelphia Flyers, won his first 
start with them has Gritty, the mascot, on his mask. He does. And he's probably going to do pretty well there. As long as Michael Bones of Glass Neuwirth is yeah, still on Neu- the team. Neuwirth is fucking injured. <laughs> and then McElhaney got picked up by Carolina... And he's probably not going to do very well just because Carolina goalie death. Because Darling's out IR. Mm-hmm. For yeah, goalies are dropping like flies. It's a bad time to be a goalie. I definitely have, um, we can go ahead and talk about it now. Matt Murray's got a concussion again. And that's, uh. Um, that's the third one? In about Third months, one. Yeah. Third one. And he's 24 years old. Mm. Not great. Not great, Bob. Do we want, do, do you, do you have something to say about concussions, Lindsay, Dr. Lindsay? <laughs> I guess the only thing I really have to say is how infuriating it was to hear that the official NHL position is that it is not proven that there is a link between concussion and long-term brain damage when it is very much proven. And this is going to come back to bite them. You can see it in other major sports at the moment. Oh, yeah. Um, And... Because it's so proven in football. Oh, yeah. And concussions are at least as prevalent in hockey as they are in football. And that's one of the many things that annoyed me about the Marchand kind of sucker-punching Lars Eller is it's so evident that, number one, the NHL does not take head injuries seriously. And number two, if you're talented enough, you're going to get away with it. Oh, you know they they will let Marchand get away with it. I mean, I do... Beginning I mean, to realize that there are these tiers of talent. So Wilson, he has ugh, Wilson. He has some talent, but is talented, but he is not Brad Marchand. Exactly, level talented. we're not talking an elite player. So he is a fantastic kind of whipping boy for this. But then Marchand is good. He he brings in revenue. People buy his jersey. He gets to go to the All Star game, even because, though he's suspended for elbowing someone in the face and knocking that Sorry, someone not, out for fifty something games. Uh, he, not fifty something games. Fifty something games was total over the course of the season. Right. Part of them came earlier in the season from the previous from concussion. when he the the first concussion was his own fault. He blew a tire and ran into end boards in Vancouver. Fair. But yes, yeah, so I guess the point that is we're talking about Marcus Johansson and I context should have made that really obvious. I you like anybody who listens to this podcast at this point should know that exactly when discussing Brad Marchand there's a high likelihood that we're immediately going to be discussing. But, I mean, that's exactly the point. You've got Marchand, who's such a fantastic player. He does not need to resort to this. That's what I don't understand. But he gets away with it. Like, should he have gotten suspended for punching Eller? Absolutely. But he didn't, and it's the same... No, he was showing leadership. And it's the same fucking play that Domi made on Ekblad. And then, you know, to take it to the kind of other level, you have... I hate to say his name, but the Canes of the world who'll get away with so many shenanigans because they've been the face of American hockey. So if you are good enough... I mean, this is the worst message we're sending. If you are good enough, you're going to get away with anything. If you're, you know, I guess a repeat offender like Tom Wilson, eventually they can't keep turning a blind eye to that. I have a question. Yes. Do either of you know... Has Sidney Crosby ever been suspended for hurting anyone else? I do not believe because so. Because I'm we know that he, he speared... Search. Was it Ryan O'Reilly? I don't remember he, who he speared. Well, he we know what he did to Mark Giroux's list. Wrists. We know that he um, chopped, chopped off Mark, Mark Methot's finger. finger. The guy that chopped off 
Brooks or Picks finger didn't get suspended either, by the way. I guess, well... Or anything. I don't know. Because we didn't know Brooks or Pick had lost part of his finger until after the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Well, we were, that too, was we were too busy being freaked out by Nicholas Backstrom's finger at the time. Oh, God. Well, I mean, that was kind of like, oh, yeah, by the way, they sewed my pinky back on, but we still won the Stanley Cup, so it's cool. Who cares? Thanks, Brooks. Mm-hmm. Game-winning goal scorer in the Stanley Cup final. But yeah, I mean, to get, I guess get back to the point about concussion. Sorry, yes, it concussion. is absolutely horrifying. I mean, so I do for a living. I'm a pathologist. I have probably examined more human brains than Gary Batman has. Imagine. Probably at a at a guess. But I've the changes that you see in long-term concussion damage are the exact same changes that you see in very old people with dementia. That's what's happening. So that's why you have these former NFL players, these former NHL players, whose personalities change. They develop dementia. They get a, they can get aggressive. They can get forgetful. They completely change. And why is that? It's because of the repeated hits to the head that they've gotten in a league that has not protected them. Because the league doesn't care. Hmm. The league well, cares about money. And as long as it's a good hockey play. I mean, that's one of the things I'm that so, really annoyed that, me. Skating through the middle with your head down. I mean, it, the game has moved on from those times. Yeah. Well, the thing about... And we will get to the skating through the middle with your head down. But actually, you know what? Let's just go ahead and go into lowlights. Well, Fuck it. Can I, can oh, I make a little Sydney comment? Sidney Crosby getting suspended. He has been... <sighs> Air quotes again. Suspended once. All-Star game? Yep. For not going to the All-Star game. Now, it's funny. When I Google, has Sidney Crosby ever been suspended? Some of the headlines that come up are, Sidney Crosby should hear from Department of Player Safety after Braden Holtby hit, but he won't. Why Brad Marchand was suspended for his spear and Sidney Crosby was not. If you think Crosby should be suspended, you're delusional. Sidney Crosby is playing on the edge, but is failed by the NHL. Let's see. Fred Sissons faces suspension while Sidney Crosby gets away with murder. Oh, it's pretty true. I mean, think of him beating P.K. Subban's head on the ice. That hard, every time and I see that, knowing, it horrifies me. Think, uh, just thinking about that, knowing his concussion history, and knowing the big stink that was made about the Niskanen hit... Which oh my for God. you okay? So that Niskanen hit, and Niskanen got ejected from the game. Mm-hmm. Knowing and having seen that Niskanen hit over and over and over ad nauseum, ad nauseum. I'm sorry, beer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've had quite a bit to drink tonight. Knowing that it was just the perfect storm of everything coming into that, and knowing that Matt didn't mean to do that. Like I've met Matt Niskanen, I know he's not a horrible person. Do you know who really annoyed me after that, though? It was Marc-Andre Fleury. Oh, my God. When yeah. he does that petty putting over yeah. Niskanen's name on his mask while leaving Matt Cook's name there. Yeah. It's like, you want a guy who's ended a career because he concussed Marc Savard. But that's different because, well, it wasn't. He's your guy. Yeah. It wasn't your teammate. Uh-uh. Fuck, I like, fuck Marc-Andre Fleury, honestly. Like, but, like... Listen, he did great things for me in fantasy last year, but, man, am I glad he didn't show up to the Stanley Cup final. (laughs) I'm glad he didn't show up Wednesday night. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, he did, but it was floppy Fleury. You know, when he's just, like, flailing all... I love that. That's my favorite Marc-Andre Fleury, when he's flapping around out there. Once a penguin, always a penguin. No flight, just flapping. (laughs) It just... Knowing, like... To go back to that, knowing Crosby's concussion history, but to see him beat P.K. Subban's head on the ice like that and get away with it. But people justified it. Oh, yeah. He justified it. You're beating someone's head on the ice. Are you fucking joking? 
flip side of this. Last season, I'm watching a Devils game, and this dude just fucking Kirks. I don't even remember who it was now. Kirks out and starts wailing on Taylor Hall. Like, just, they're on the ice. Taylor's down on his stomach. Not and the dude first. is just <laughs> wailing on Taylor. He got ejected from the game. I don't know if he got suspended, but he got punished for it in the moment. Because he was acting like a psycho. Like, he, this dude had a rage blackout. Which I reckon is probably what Sidney Crosby had when he was beating P.K. Subban's head on the ice. And because he was not Sidney Crosby, that was... Who were they playing? That may have been another Boston game. Could have but it was the one they played after. There was a little retribution happening in that game. Mm-hmm. So when Lindsay mentions, and we're going to get into lowlights here. When Lindsay mentions going through the middle with your head down... She is referring to the incident that happened in the preseason Caps-Blues game. so god-awful. Which is why it's so fucking stupid, where Tom Wilson came through the middle and fucking destroyed Oscar Sundquist. Just destroyed him. And he went down, and he was bleeding, and he probably had a broken nose from it because his face slammed into Tom's shoulder because that's what happens... Based he did on have a physics, separated shoulder. Which indicates that Tom took him in the body and not in the head. So if you're going to make a case for Tom, the separated shoulder kind of indicates he hit him in the body. But it also indicates that the shoulder was not putting up any resistance to the hit. And if you watch it, Tom doesn't leave his feet, but he's moving up. That's part of the problem with some of his hits. Yeah. He's a very tall dude and he throws some ice skates on and he's even taller. And he moves up into his hits. So if he had managed to hit the shoulder squarely, it, there may still have been a separation. Yeah. But he kept going. Well, that's what happened with Zach Aston Reese. The exact same. It's the exact same. It's the exact same as the Aston Reese hit. And how do you guys feel about the fact that you've got like Oshie and so on coming out and like properly defending Wills? I don't like it, but they can't. They're saying what they have to say. They can't. Like that's their teammate, and they yeah. can't. They're not going to say anything negative about him. Whether they like it or they don't like it, they're not... I mean, like, T.J. Oshie's fucking stupid. I mean, like, that's a golden retriever who ain't got a brain cell in his head. Got the balance of a golden retriever on ice skates Good as well. lord. I mean, I love T.J. Oshie's school of ice skating. Did you get to hear me yell about the T.J. Oshie school of skating the other night when we were in Jersey? Because that's a thing I yell about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, when other guys start falling down, I'm like, oh, I see. <laughs> So, Tom Wilson comes across the middle, and he takes out Oscar Sundquist, and gets ejected from the game. Preseason game. Preseason game. Proceeds to get smashed with 20 game suspension. And yes, I think 20 games is excessive. I expected it to be at least 10. I was hoping it would be something like 15, because this is his fourth suspension in, like, 18 months or something mm-hmm. like that. Just over 12 months. His first ever suspension was last year's preseason. He got two of them. Then his third suspension was playoffs. And if that doesn't teach you a lesson, I don't no, know he got will. He got one in each. He got one in the pre, one at the very beginning of the regular season. It was the final preseason game. Was yeah, it? and it was yeah. part of reason. So he got one his- in preseason... Two. One in the last preseason game, which was suspension for regular, regular season. season. Okay. And then postseason, which was the Aston Reese hit. Which, frankly, he was lucky to get away with not being suspended for his very first bad hit in the Columbus series. He should have been. And I def- I defended him on the Aston Reese one because it was a it was a body hit. It's just Tom, like Lindsay said, Tom's Tom big. follows up when he goes through a hit. He goes down and his hit comes from like an uppercut. 
Yeah. It's a full body uppercut, yeah. basically. And if you've ever played Mortal Kombat, one of the strongest punches you can throw in Mortal Kombat's the fucking uppercut. So imagine that, Tom Wilson, but full body uppercut. I think that kind of shows, though, that he knows how damaging his hits are because he continues to At l- hit I mean, in that manner. He thinks that going low is going to fix it, but he has to stop the extension up. He keeps following through. Because the problem. if you watch, Dmitry Orlov does the same thing. But Orlov, but Orlov doesn't follow through. And that's how you get classic, incredible Orlov hits, like flipping, flipping Duchesne, 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 Duchesne. Yes. All, all this nine-on-nine nine violence, because flipping Duchesne through the air, the one that Jersey was real pissed about when he flipped Taylor Hall through the air the other night. Jersey was pissed. Yes, Jersey were. wanted a penalty on that, and we're like, was clean. And also, you're winning six goals. To yeah, you're winning. You're up six goals. Maybe shut up and let us have this. It's the only... I was... Well... No. I was going to say it was the only good thing that happened all night, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. I mean, part of the problem as well with Wilson, I mean, everybody... He's also twice Dmitry Orlov's size. True, but everybody blames him, which is fair, because he's responsible for his own actions, but he's being failed by the league as well. Mm -hmm. He clearly does not have a clue where the line is. No. Because he gets away with that first hit in the Columbus series. Cool. Then when we get to the Penguin series, he gets away with a pretty bad hit on Dumoulin. Cool. He still thinks he kn- he's getting closer and closer to the edge. So when the Zach Aston Reese one goes, he literally does not know what he's done wrong. And he's done the exact same thing again. I mean, he got away with a bit of a hit on Marcia so in the finals, but by then I didn't really care. But then Look, by then Vegas was playing so fucking dirty, nobody cared. Vegas got away with some shit. Murder's legal in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. it's not the same. So I mean I Especially think- in the final. Mm-hmm. See example. PK getting his head bounced off the ice while well, Sidney Crosby. But God, I hope no Penguins fans listen to this. Listen, I'm Why just, would they? Well, I have some who are friends, and I really like them. Can I just say, take a moment, and we'll say one positive thing about the Pittsburgh Penguins, which I think is in my highlights. I just really like Phil Kessel. Oh, Jesus. Phil's adorable. Inexplicably... Nope. Nope. I'm too drunk to talk about Phil Kessel. Uh, it's just going to end up me having to delete it out of this podcast. It's, it's not fit for... Can we at least explain the potato farm concept? Phil Kessel, my imaginary husband, who will keep me happy and provide a four on our potato farm. <laughs> yes. Because he looks like he could provide for my family of dogs. Yes. I said something wildly inappropriate about him in the Metro, and Lindsay was like, yep. nope. <laughs> yes, is there any other nice thing to say about the Penguins, though? Yeah, Jamie Alexiak is smoking hot. Oh, he is hot. He is hot. Um, he was scratched tonight, though. Oh, that's really unfortunate. Yeah, we talked about that. They lost tonight. Yeah. That's positive in my book. I, I don't want to... I mean, this is not a positive, but in also in my lowlights, in another part of the lowlights, I have Penguins mustard bottle alternates. And penguins are like, we're back in gold. Um, and it's like that part of Project Runway where the guy is like, blood orange. It's fucking red. That's what I feel about yeah, Pittsburgh. It's yellow. Gold. It's fucking yellow. It's yellow, you guys. It's fucking yellow. Your helmets are fucking yellow. Vegas actually has gold on their uniforms. It's sparkling Y'all are gold. fucking wearing yellow. And, insult to injury, they take the hottest guy on their team and Photoshop him into almost unrecognizability. And now he's ugly. And I'm like, all you had going for you was Chris Letang's face. What the fuck did you do? 
I mean, Derek Brassard is virtually indistinguishable from Chris Letang, as far as I can see. I have no idea what Derek Brassard looks like. Chris Letang. I was just going to say, <laughs> Chris Letang. Also, did you know I discovered today that there's a Jersey Devil that looks like a Kmart version of Tom Wilson? And I was like, what? Well, Who would that be? Ben Lovejoy. Oh, yeah? I was like, I was really genuinely, like, I was scrolling and I was like, wait. Well, remember. And then I scrolled back and I was like. Well, Tom Wilson is hockey Tim Riggins, so. Yeah, we're going to talk about Tim Riggins in a minute, too. Oh, amazing. Anyway, so Tom Wilson thing. So Tom Wilson gets suspended for 20 games and it's shitty. But I and think he did, honestly, 20 games at this point, I'm like, he's got to learn so he does. I mean, I hate that it's it's gonna get reduced for it, the team. I hate that it's. I hate reduced. that it's twenty games, and right now we're gonna get into why it should be reduced mm-hmm. at this point. At we're well, gonna get to that. So yeah. let's let's go through the series of events that were set in motion by Tom Wilson being a fucking idiot. So Tom Wilson gets suspended. So now we have a hole in our forward core because Travis Boyd's on long-term injured reserve because he's in a walking boot because he blocked a shot in preseason and broke his foot. At the time, Michael Kempney was on out with concussion. Yes. So the Caps, in effort to plug up the hole that the Tom Wilson being suspended issue is creating, claim Dmitry Yashkin off of waivers from St. Louis. And that puts us over the 23-man roster. So the one extra defenseman we've got sitting in the box... My boy Jonas Siegenthaler gets sent back to Hershey because he doesn't have to go through waivers. Because he's the only, there's two guys on the team that don't have to clear waivers: Jonas Siegenthaler and, and so- Jakub Verana. Oh, really? Still on the team? Oh, yeah. okay. Verana's the only one that left right now that's up that doesn't have to clear waivers. He's getting close to that game limit, though. Oh yeah. He? Oh yeah. Well, here's the thing, though: they're never gonna send Verana back down. No. God, no. They shouldn't. Hell, they should send. They should send Berkey down. Berkey, Berkey won't clear waivers. He won't clear the waivers. Oh. Well, I don't know. Bye. We, well, no, we can get something for Berkey. Yeah, we gotta trade. We need to trade Berkey. Like I do love Berkey, but not much right now. He's a nice boy. He's a lovely boy. He sucks boy. at hockey. Yeah. So they send Jonas down because they don't really have a choice because he's the only expendable person up that. Can, doesn't have to clear waivers. And then we are carrying no extra defensemen, which makes me feel bad like inside my body. We've just got Madison Bowie. He's the only No! Literally at the point that this happened, we weren't. Kempney of course. was on IR. So we had no extra defensemen. Juice was playing on a line. It was Juice and Carlson, Orlov and Niskanen, and Orpik and Bowie every fucking night. It should never happen again. Opening night, it could be those were our defense. Opening night, those were our defense pairings. We no defensemen sitting in the press box because we didn't have space because we're carrying fifteen forwards because we've got Yashkin, Megna, Walker, and Wilson. We can count him as a and Wilson dead weight right now. Wilson was dead weight, but now but they gave. Didn't we send down Megna though? We did not send Megna down. Megna was put on waivers. Oh, you're and right. And he cleared. So Megna has now cleared waivers and can be sent down until 30 days or 10 games played. Right. So we have like 15 more days to choose to send Jason Megna down, which I suspect is probably going to be the case because 
I don't. I mean, he I don't hasn't know. cracked the lineup again. He hasn't been back in the lineup. We got Dimitri Yashkin, who is okay. He hasn't been great. I'd rather see Walker out there. Me too. But I don't think Magnus is going to get back out there. I think, I mean, not that I think anything could help Hershey at this point. They've dropped their first four games. Um, I feel bad for them because um, they, they tried. And this is where Austin Watson comes into it. Correct. Earlier this week, Austin Watson, who got 27 games for domestic violence against his girlfriend, which he pled no contest to the charges, got his sentence reduced from 27 games to 18 games. So now, Austin Watson, actual domestic abuser, is suspended for fewer games than Tom Wilson, who was actually playing hockey to get suspended for, and Nate Schmidt, who got 20 games for doping. And I know today it all came out, this um, statement from Austin Watson's girlfriend, but the fact of the matter remains, he pled no contest. So in the eyes of the law, he is culpable for what happened, regardless of any so-called extenuating circumstances. Her statement was that she has an alcohol problem, and it was her fault that the altercation happened. I... I I find I find that so sketchy. Don't think spoken like a victim of domestic that, violence. Uh, yeah, I don't. But I think you can still say he pled no contest. So the thing about pleading no contest because yeah, the, the league to people, released a statement that was like he pled no contest, so that means he's neither guilty or nor not guilty. But like, and most most people in that situation will plead no contest so that. In the future, they can say, well, I didn't plead guilty. Right, right. That's That's the whole point of pleading no contest, so that you can avoid a guilty plea. Avoid saying, yes, I did it. Because, you, yes, in effect, you're saying that, but in the eyes of the law, you're not. Well, he was... He was going to get his record expunged anyway because his sentence was three months of probation and take this how not to be a domestic abuser course and we're going to expunge your record. So, and I think you do have to bear in mind as well, like it or not, I think a message needs to be sent that you don't tolerate this. And is it true that the NHL is they don't the, have a policy. the major leagues yeah. in the States that does not have a policy on domestic yep. abuse? really stringent policy on drugs of abuse no policy on domestic abuse and i and i we've discussed this as well to the death but it's because in part drugs and that kind of thing are immediately quantifiable that's it yeah and you can't like you have to have so much evidence and etc 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 for actual domestic violence and stuff like that it's not as cut and dry as here's the blood test you fucking did drugs a few additional thoughts on that you mentioned Lindsay, of it being the only league in most of american sports that does not have a policy i think a few things speak to that number one it's probably management wise got the least diverse set of people it's it's old white men yeah. it's all old white men and from an ownership perspective, I'm thinking like the NFL, for instance, those are still a lot of old white men. But from a management perspective, a lot of the other sports leagues are much more diverse. And they are probably more likely to be affected in some way by those sorts of things. And all of these old white, fabulous Canadian hockey men, most of them are, don't think that happens because it's never happened to them or anybody that they know. 
And which leads me to my next point, which is the NHL of all the major sports leagues is the most reactionary when it comes to setting policy, changing things about the league, sort of they're, they're very much like, we'll wait to see what everybody else does. And we'll keep waiting to see if we really need to do it. And if we really need to do it because something happens, then I guess we'll do it. Well, and the thing that really bugs me about this is that the arbitrator that reduced Watson's sentence was fired by MLB. Yeah, I read that today. For being bad at his job. Like, congratulations, guys. You're great. Fucking hell. Anyway, so all of this to say, I now have to come to grips with the fact that even though I think Tom Wilson deserves his 20 games... I think it has to be reduced because I don't think he should serve more time than a domestic abuser. That's reasonable. And I hate it. I still think Nate Schmidt deserves 20 games. Well, like you said, it's quantifiable. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Nate Schmidt did coke and got busted, and now he's got to sit it out. Do we know what it was? No. But Julie and I are pretty damn sure it was coke. I don't, where, where was I? I was at dinner the other night, and I was making fun of Nate Schmidt, and I was like, well... You know, <laughs> the thing about him, the thing that I would even honestly, more the thing that points to it to me. I mean, this whole bullshit about the tainted meat he ate is bullshit. Whatever. I would honestly um, not be surprised to find out any fucking hockey player did cocaine. Like, really? Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, marijuana doesn't come under um, a drug of abuse as such. In I think it's the NHL policy. That do, that also doesn't surprise me because it's so good for pain. Matthew Bowie really got in a lot of trouble about, about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He talked about before the whole tainted meat story became sort of the line that he was taking. It was the you know his stance against this suspension had to do with environmental contamination. Yeah, and I'm, that smells to me, no pun intended, like coke. Like, there was a it's little, possible. it got into my whatever. And the thing is, again, this is... I had doctor sex has. with the hooker that was snorting <laughs> coke off someone else's dick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that theory. Although, Nate having sex with a hooker is just not something I want to think about. Well, when you look like sloth... I know. He looks like... Did I lie? No, he looks like what's-his-face from Roger Rabbit. That oh, was the, the side-by-side I Thank did you. that broke Peter in half. I don't know why half. I thought it was sloth for some reason. I mean... From the Goonies. It's, it's, it's six and one. one. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, no, I'm pissed that I have to be like, okay, now I think they should actually reduce Tom Wilson's sentence. Because Tom Wilson is also going, has also appealed his... Which is fair, because that is a lot of games. It was more games than I expected him to get. It's a quarter of the season. Yeah. Now, I read something today that his appeal will be heard on Thursday. Now, is that the appeal to Bettman? Yes. Or is that... Yeah, okay. that's the Bettman appeal. And if he loses the Bettman appeal, it can go to an arbitrator. Right. But we know that Bettman doesn't believe in concussion, so maybe he'll be okay. Well, Sunquist doesn't have a concussion, so... True, true, but... <laughs> I was like... Well, it was like... They showed him eating the next day, and I was like, Look, his jaw's not broken! Because <laughs> if you remember, Aston Reese... Had a broken jaw. Yeah, he had to basically drink all summer. Yeah. And his first meal of solid food was fucking Chipotle. Do you know how bad his intestines must have been fucked up after that? Oh, God bless him. Can you imagine being on, like, fucking smoothies all summer and then eating Chipotle? Your fucking asshole's got to burn at the end of the night. Yeah, that's not... Sorry I said that. I'm Sorry, Mom. So my next item is your... See, um, this is not like maybe this is not suspendable. And you know what? This is 
falling under sucker punching people and not getting in trouble for being someone mega talented and fucking sucker punching people. P.K. Subban fucking decks Sebastian Ajo. I didn't see that. Which Sebastian Ajo was it? The only one that's currently in the NHL. The other one is in the AHL. The one that actually can fucking play hockey. The, Car- <laughs> the Carolina one. Gotcha. I the didn't cute one. He's adorable. Uh, no, I didn't actually see that. Yeah, um, so they're playing and Ajo is in the corner scrubbing for the puck and he starts and P.K. like rolls up fucking punches him in the face at least it was in the face and not in the back of head Brad Marchand yeah no it was not good I don't know if PK got any penalty minutes for it I don't think he did but fuck like what's going on like what's in the water in the NHL right now apparently cocaine (laughs) I'm going to another room (laughs) um we already talked about the penguins mustard bottle alternates because it's basically their outdoor classic jerseys from two years ago when they played the Flyers. The Flyers had the real slick black ones and they're reusing those again. And the penguins look like mustard bottles. They look like hazard bins you see in a hospital. Right, yeah. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. The Islanders thirds are also pretty heinous. What's your, of all the thirds that have come out, what's your favorite? Oh, I know. Her favorite's the Christmas tree one. I do, no. Whaler Canes. Okay, Whaler Canes. Whaler Canes. Yeah. That's my favorite. Well, I look, I really am very, very excited about the Christmas tree jerseys, but, like, the Whaler Canes, dude. That's probably my favorite, but definitely an honorable mention to the Sharks. Dude, I love those Sharks ones. But part of that was how they presented it. The presentation. FYI, we got Eric Carlson. Hi, here's our new jersey and our new Eric Carlson. He's a shark. Do, 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 do. Danya, what have you done? I wake up every fucking morning with that song stuck in my head. Every fucking morning. He's a shark. Do, 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 do. Anyway. Yeah, no, it's horrible. Thanks, Danya. You're a monster. Um, and now we have a techno version of it, too. Dan Wenick signed in Switzerland. And one of his bulldogs has now joined him. <gasps> Good. The one with apparently the best breathing. That's Sonny. The, I follow the youngest one. No, no, the youngest didn't go. I think Jim's he, the youngest. Jim's the youngest. Isn't there a girl one now? No. They've got like forty-seven guys. I don't know. Well, a bulldog has definitely traveled to Switzerland. Yeah, it showed up on his Insta the other day. Yeah, I just I don't understand why someone like Daniel Winnick is not playing in the NHL. He was so good in his PTO with the Bruins, but I guess they didn't actually need him. They just needed to pad out their, their teams for the fact they were fielding two teams. Right. That sucks. I really like the way. Where did Joel Ward end up? I, don't, I think he's a boy without a home. That sucks. I know. Like I said, the Hershey Bears dropped their home opener, and they dropped their Capitals night game. They dropped last night's game. They dropped tonight's game. It's been rough going for the Hershey Bears. We went to the red carpet, and that was fun, though. That was fun, and we saw we saw lots of mascots. Oh, my God. Lots of Hershey candy bar mascots, including the nutrageous mascot that looked Um, like a peen. First of all, I didn't. It looked like a poo. It looked (laughs) like a fucking like they redressed that mascot at Christmas time as Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo. Um, (laughs) Do you not know about Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo? do not. It's so South Park, South Park used to have like South Park Christmas episodes. Okay, I never really watched South Park. I so. I literally I've seen maybe like five episodes of South Park total in my life. Most of them involve Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Pooh. I think that says a lot more about you than it does about South Park. No, it says a lot more about Melanie, <laughs> um, who fell asleep watching South Park. Christmas okay, episodes. so. 
This is the outrageous dude yeah. with me. Right, okay, so tall and brown. Okay, and I'm going to find a picture of Mr. Hanky for her. I, so, we're standing, like, this is the first time Hershey's ever done a red carpet for their home opener, and we're standing there, and the doors of the giant center open and disgorge mascots. Just mascots come flooding out of this motherfucker. See? <laughs> I have not seen Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo, and my life will never be the same. But does it not look like the Nutrageous Bar? <laughs> it does. All right. So it's a Nutrageous Bar, a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup packet, a Hershey, and a Hershey, Hershey bar. bar. There was a fourth one. There are four of them. No. Because you look co- honest to God terrified. It was rough oh, going. I have pictures. It was not great because the fourth one was Coco when Coco finally came out. No, I have a picture of four of them at the end of the carpet. But you also saw... A Kit Kat fans. bar. There was a Kit Kat oh, bar. Oh, there was a Kit... I forgot about the Kit Kat bar. Because Kit Kats are gross. Um, <gasps> Julie. They are! They are not. Um, Kit Kats are garbage candy. Um, so we're sta- like, And they're like dancing and walking around. Thriller plays. And this fucking Nutrageous bar. Was it the Nutrageous? No, it was the Peanut Butter Cup. The Peanut the Butter Reese's Cup won the prize. The Reese's Cup was the only one that knew the Thriller dance. And was just walking around doing the fucking thriller dance. It was incredible. And then the Reese's Cup was also the only one who was doing, like, the single ladies dance when that played. Like, like and yes. full, like, the do yeah, everything. Yeah. Amazing. And Coco wore a suit. Coco Dapper. Yeah, then we had a fifth fucking mascot come out because Co- I was like, I was like, I said something about it on Twitter and somebody was like, oh my God, this is horrible. And I was like, oh, please, we have not even reached mascot critical mass yet. Because I knew Coco would come out. <laughs> I love Coco, though. He's very sweet. I am not scared of Coco the way I am of some other Matt. Like, I don't want Slapshot anywhere fucking near me for some reason. You know, I, he's going like, you know, to be there tomorrow night. Anytime Slapshot walks up my fucking section, I'm like, please get away from me. I hate it. I hate I it. I told Lindsay he's going to be there tomorrow night in his tuxedo. I have hid from him at Casino Night previously. Oh, I always... Um, he kissed my hand at Casino Night once. If he fucking touches me, I will probably scream. So anyway, just throw Andre in front of you. You'll be fine. Andre will be like, Dad, can I wear your hat? Oh my god. So anyway, they they bring the boys down the red carpet, and they're Liam O'Brien signs signs autographs and takes pictures with literally everyone under the sun, and is incredibly handsome and ginger. Oh. My fucking front-facing camera on my phone stopped working the second I took a selfie with Vitek Vanacek, which broke my heart because womp, you know womp. I know I love Vitek Vanacek. Yeah. I also took a selfie with Axel Janssen Fjellby, who like you think he's beautiful, and then you see him. Then you see him in person. What do you think the chances of us seeing him in the NHL this year are? Because I this year, that. yeah, somebody'd have to get hurt. Gary oh, Berkey. He is made of glass. He really is. And then I chickened out on taking a selfie with Jonas because I'm a little bitch. One other thing I want to bring up in conjunction with our concussion discussion is <laughs> the fact that Michael Kempney, even though he skated off after that Bortuzzo hit and was like laughing and talking to Koozie, does not remember what happened. Well, and we talked about this last week with Danya about how you can be concussed and lose time and not know it until right. later. And then, well, he has no idea what Koozie even said. Like, he doesn't know what happened. He doesn't remember skating off. He remembers Koozie saying something to him and him 
Possibly because you just laugh at things Koozie says. Fair. It was probably legitimately funny. But, but now it's lost forever. Kempney doesn't know what it was, though. Oh, man. It's just, I mean, it's fucking horrible. We went to New Jersey on Thursday night. We did. Well, we went Thursday afternoon. And then we went to the game Thursday night. And the Washington Capitals... Were the Washington dun dun They were bad. Yeah, they were. Like, the there thing, wasn't the thing anything... Is it would be worse if Phoenix Copley hadn't been playing relatively well. Like, that's Like, I problem. hate to say anything positive about Phoenix Copley, but he is the only reason it was only 6 to nothing. Yeah. Like, it would have easily been 10 to nothing. parts of the game. He was the only player for the Capitals that played well. And yeah. I, I yeah. think it could well have been 4 to nothing instead, but it was also pretty obvious he gave up. Yeah. Well, you would. Because... He was fucking done. And at one point, it was really funny, Lindsay turns to me, because Keith Kincaid is in net for the Devils, and don't get me wrong, I fucking love Keith Kincaid. Lindsay turns to me and she goes, I thought you said he was shit. And I said, he is. Yeah, that didn't But here's the thing, we only put like 20 shots on it. No, 18 shots. We laid on Keith. Like three periods. It's real hard. I mean, like, even the worst goalie, even fucking... Eddie Lack. Yeah, Eddie Lack could have kept that shutout with only I, 18 shots. I love shots. Eddie Lack with all my heart. Eddie Lack's... I mean, literally... Literally, did I say to you... Did I say this out loud or did I only say it on Twitter? When they came out for the third, I was like, fuck, Keith's not doing anything. Stick Eddie out there. He won't have to either. I did not hear that. That would have been a great call. They literally... I really think they should have just put Eddie Lack out there. It's not like the Caps were shooting. Let Eddie Lack hang out! Let him get some time! He was um, liked one of my tweets on Twitter. I love Eddie Lack. Yeah. In highlights, um, the Washington Capitol Stanley Cup rings are pretty sick. Yeah, they are. But what's even better is the wag necklaces. Yeah, they're beautiful. And I just... Because I just have to say this. I have to say it out on the podcast. If I were a wag and I got that necklace... 300% I'm having a fucking portrait drawn of me. Me, that necklace, and nothing else. Straight the fuck up Titanic. <laughs> Draw me like one of your French girls. I'm here. Let's go. That's how good that shit looks. Um, Nathan Walker made the opening night lineup. He was really great. He was really great opening night. He was really great in Pittsburgh. And then he got benched for Dimitri Yashkin, which is... Not been the greatest thing. I mean, I assume they're just doing that to give Yashkin a run, but it's not great for Walker because he needs I to mean, be played. I mean, it also hasn't been great for us. No. Nope. We've won one of the three games that he's played. Look, we need... We, we got some youngins who are fast. If we get some more youngins who are fast, I don't think it would hurt at this point. The Caps home opener, they raised the banner. It was great! The entire arena sang, we are the champions. And that's when my tears started to roll. Oh, I had already been crying at that point. Are you kidding me? I put this under highlights because it makes me want to scream and die, but Jakub Varana and Madison Bowie are still holding hands when they go out on the ice. They were so for warm-ups. Sweet. And for some reason, Jakub ducks down. And he, like, follows Madison out like a little duck. And I can't fucking bear it. Please. Please. I've literally written down, please shuffle me off the mortal coil. The Imagine Dragons curse is alive and well. The Las Vegas Golden Knights have not won a game in regulation since Imagine Dragons played on the ice. Did, Did that? That might have stopped today. today. Damn. But, Flyers. Well... 
Phil Castle but, got a hat trick. They haven't won one at home in regulation. <laughs> Phil we Castle got it. a hat trick against them the other night, which is extremely boner-inducing, because I really like Phil Castle. And speaking of boner-inducing, so we were at this Jersey game. God forbid anyone have to sit next to me at a New Jersey Devils game. I've done it many times. As you may have figured out from listening to me talk on this podcast, I really like Marcus Johansson. What? I know. No. I saw him score as a New Jersey Devil for the first time. And you were happier than every single fan in the section. I stood up screaming, shrieking. Carrick grabbed me by the edge of my jersey and goes, sit down! And I said, no! (laughs) (laughs) And then how could anybody be mad? JoJo scored. Well, the fans that was around us were pretty mad. Not at Georgia scoring, but at you. Yeah, well, we're going to get into that. Mm-hmm. That's that's in our um, listener questions, because I had some listener questions about our Jersey experience. Nice, nice. We had a Jersey experience. Anyway, that was JoJo's first goal since December 29th, 2016. 17. No, we're... Yeah, we're in 2018. Oh, 27, yeah, 2017. I don't know what fucking year it is anymore. 2016 because he did not score again before Brad Marchand concussed him and he lost the entire rest of the season. Actually, I've written go fuck yourself. Oh, it's 20, December 27th, not 29th. And then I have in parentheses go fuck yourself, Brad Marchand. Thylights! Now, the other thing that happened in New Jersey, the most moist thing that happened in New Jersey. <laughs> oh, God. Amy wishes I'd stop saying the word moist. So this little thing happened in New Jersey. Some things got a little fighty. Yevgeny Kuznetsov had to defend himself, but this is not about that. Miles Wood and Alex Ovechkin roughed each other. And by roughed. <sighs> was it good for you, Julie? It's so good for me, Lindsay. Julie likes it rough. Well, as, as I have said on television, so you know it must be true, Miles Wood is, is hot. hot. And um, as I've also said many, many times, Alex Ovechkin is hot. He's also your dad. It's a very fatherly energy. Big dad energy? Big dad energy. He's my father who gave me life. <laughs> Lindsay almost choked to death just then. Just, just for the record. That he almost, almost spit out Lindsay her drink all over Julie's couch. So, please don't spit things on my couch. I've only had it for like two weeks. Should have been longer, but fuck Ikea. I leaned over to Michelle during the intermission, and I was like, so... And Michelle's like, I had no idea that this was something that could happen. I said, I will never be turned on by anything else. I like, it set a bar. It set a bar so high that I don't know how I'll ever get there again. It was pretty sexy. Austin Matthews, fashion icon. Look, I'm all for Austin Matthews being attractive. I agree that he's attractive, even though he does look like, yes. Even though he does look like the son of Miss Piggy. Because ah, ah! <laughs> it, it, it's the nose. The nose gets me. He looks like a Muppet pig. But I can see the attractiveness that is there. All of these, I'm a pose for GQ and I'm going to wear big red jackets. That was not. And look like, that shit ain't attractive. I don't know. There's a certain confidence there. And what I like about him, aside from the fact that he's a good looking young man, who is, thank God, allowed now gross double. He's Which is got, really, really doing Oh, it works, it works for him. Like, some men are helped by a beard. 
Austin Matthews is one of them. I'm still slightly upset at William Nylander's ability to grow a beard. Right? Blonde Which Swedes one? can grow beards. Not if they're Nicholas Backstrom. No. Well, technically. Or Christian Juice. Te- fuck you. Christian Juice's beard was fine. Oh, you're right. It was flesh-colored. It, so was, it was just blonde. Seeing. But, yeah, no, Austin Matthews. It's as well, like, I know that he did score against our team this evening. But what I love about him as well is that personality. I mean, he's the kid who he points d- at the goal so the referee knows it's a goal. He's the guy who... Austin's the saltiest little bitch yes. in the entire league. I love him. Um, and he's very attractive. To break me in half. <laughs> that's one so, of the, much, so much for the rejected comment. Oh, that's one of the nicer and cleaner <laughs> things I've said about Austin Matthews this evening. <laughs> I said something that would probably get this pulled off of iTunes about Austin Matthews <laughs> earlier. Can confirm. I mean, I meant it. Oh, I have no doubt. Your sincerity. And also Taylor Ketch. Tim Riggins was at the Rangers game today. Yes. Celebrity made, of the game. Made the, the Jumbotron. game today. So, um, we have a new segment um, called Brian Asks. Why are the devils bad? And his Brian question, ask, why are the devils bad? Now you gotta do that every time. So you're gonna have <laughs> It to, won't be the same tune or everything. Oh, or anything, but I'll sing it. Do it over yeah. and over again. <laughs> um, the question this week is how bad will the devils fans feel when this hot start goes to waste and they miss the playoffs? Brian, do you know that your team just got completely laid to waste by the devils? And the Capitals also had a hot start and have now lost two in a row. So, like, are you going to be sad when the Capitals don't make the playoffs? Ah, Julie. Julie. Look! It's a possibility. It's always a possibility. Always, but it's not going to happen. Somewhere Brian is saying it's always a possibility that the Devils are bad. It's a possibility that the Devils are bad. I mean, the problem is... It's not true. The Devils weren't great, but the Caps were awful. Awful. I wish I could say, like, the Devils have, were good, but... A, the Caps played like shit. The other team the Devils played was Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> the Edmonton Connor McDavid. I saw a tweet somewhere saying that uh, for Connor McDavid, the entire season was like Weekend of Birdies. Just hauling this dead carcass around with him. <laughs> I feel really bad for Connor McDavid. Can because we? there's they're now setting up this this like rivalry that's gonna be bigger than Ovi and Sydney between McDavid and, and Matthews. Matthews. Which I'm glad you feel sad for Eichel that he's completely irrelevant now. Dude, if you looked like that you'd be irrelevant too. <laughs> he's scary looking Lindsay. I mean, I'm not arguing with the facts, but that was the whole like rivalry, wasn't it? McDavid Eichel? And then it was. I try to think about Jack Eichel as little as humanly possible. But like, maybe there'd be more of a rivalry if like, like the Edmonton Oilers are bad, but like the fucking Buffalo Sabers are bad. Yeah, fair. Like Edmonton at least made the playoffs two years ago. And um, well, apparently the Toronto Maple Leafs have already won the Stanley Cup. Oh yeah, no, I've heard that. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, true. I've heard that too. Um. Anyway, I'd like, I'm just glad that they've recognized that, yes, Connor McDavid is the second coming of Sidney Crosby, but Austin Matthews is the second coming of Alexander Ovechkin. I thought Patrick Laine was the second coming of Alex Ovechkin. I'm so confused by hockey. Let Austin Matthews live. I am okay with that. Austin Matthews has a personality. He can't be Sidney Crosby. But so does Laine. Laine's yeah. really funny, too. He is. 
Also, now that he's shaved off that goat beard. Oh my god. That's a better look. Patrick Liney's beard is... Patrick Viney's beard is made of the straw hay bales that people are finding in pumpkin patches currently. That was a long-standing joke last last season of Pucker Up Pod. All right, listener questions. We actually have listener questions this this time. Yes. Not just from Brian. <laughs> By the way, that segment Brian. was, Brian asks, why are the devils bad? They're not. <laughs> um, now, now we actually have listener questions, and they're not all from Brian. This Yay! Week. Um, from Melanie, Yay. a.k.a. my fucking roommate. What's the most ridiculous thing happening in hockey right now other than gritty? And I asked her, because I needed to clarify, do you mean in a fun way or in a depressing way? Because I was like, what's the most ridiculous thing happening in hockey right now? She asked me this right after the Austin Watson Yeah, and that would have been at the and top of like, my list. And I was like, well... The most ridiculous thing happening in hockey right now is Austin Watson's, Watson's sentence getting reduced. But in a fun way, what's the most ridiculous thing happening in hockey other than gritty? Is it Austin Matthews' fashion icon? I mean, I do love it. I love everything he chooses to be. No, it's- I think the burgeoning bromance between Mark Edward Vlasic and Eric Carlson must rank up there. Or is it Pit of Misery, Dilly Dilly? Oh, please don't. I fucking love the pit of misery, dilly dilly. I, I'm, it's growing on me. I was like, I started, but then people started yelling dilly dilly after it said dilly. I was like, oh wait, I think I like this. <laughs> because I didn't like gritty at first either. I was like, no, I hate that. And then I was like, wait. And now I'm like, oh, I hate that. Wait. I'm sorry. Dilly start. dilly. Dilly dilly. Fair. Okay, fair. It's the baby shark song. That's the most ridiculous thing in hockey right now is the fucking but baby shark is song. is that in hockey? It needs yeah. to be. Wh- well, it is because it's in the, their the it's shark shark's Twitter, Twitter bio. Twitter bio is literally baby shark do 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 do. There's uh, uh, do something like that. <laughs> is it baby shark or is it something else? Do, 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 do. Yeah, it is baby shark. No, I mean in their Twitter bio. Mm-hmm. I think it's just do do do. That's all it is. Thank you. From Sheena, thoughts on the section we sat in at Prudential Center. Do I have to? This goes hand in hand with another question from Sheena, which was, can you really be a fan of more than one team? Which I said in regards to bad fans. Oh, wait, no, this is not the right one. Um, No, it was from Brock. Okay, so... This question from Sheena, which is thoughts on the section we sat in in Prudential Center, goes hand in hand with a question from Brian, which was, how do we feel about the stupid fucking chant? Which, it took us a solid 12 hours and about five of us working on it to figure out what the whole thing was. First of all, the section was not good, Bob. I actually have a partial season ticket plan in New Jersey, and I'm extremely happy that my section is on on the other end of the arena. Because this section wanted to be Nashville, but was less fun than Nashville, and I had one chant that they kept starting, which we finally figured out into... It was very fucking long, and it was hard to understand, was... Rangers suck, Flyers swallow, Crosby watches, Toronto films it, Kane's a rapist. Both, Both of them. them. Took us five people to figure that out. I always heard the, the, the Rangers suck part, and then I heard Flyers, and then at the very end, I'd always hear Kane's a rapist. Both of them. I never heard... Any part of it but fucking Crosby watches. That's the That's only, the only part of it I understand. See, and I think because you were on one end of the row and I was on the other, I think we probably caught different pieces of it between all the people who were behind us that quote unquote knew it. 
the people in the row behind me did not know it and were new and the girl kept saying we gotta learn this we gotta learn this and I'm like this is fucking horrible why would you want to learn this was that the same girl who was saying that was Kilovechkin you're just gonna, again, you're winning by multiple goals. Yeah, that's, um, Sheena's other question was, can you really be a fan of more than one team? Because this girl got pissed because I was wearing a Taylor Hall jersey under a Caps jersey. But please bear in mind that the Caps jersey I had on was a Marcus Johansson Winter Classic jersey. Which I took off because I got fucking hot. Surprise. I mean, I, I love the Toronto Maple Leafs. I do find it deeply entertaining when they lose, so I'm probably not a very good Toronto Maple Leafs fan. But, like, I have a Nylander jersey. I have a Marner jersey. I really love watching them play hockey. I have really a Marner jersey. I have a Marner jersey. Judging you right now. Oh, he's adorable. He's 12. Eh, maybe 13. Um, but <laughs> and yeah, he runs no, on I, Mountain Dew. <laughs> I love watching... Bitch, me too. <laughs> don't, don't knock it. But, yeah, I love watching the Leafs play. It does not mean... It's at the expense of the Caps. But, and similarly, like Western Conference teams, I enjoy the Avs, I enjoy the Sharks. Yeah. But I think supporting, if I was to say, am I a fan of, I would say Caps number one, no questions yes. asked, and no. then the Leafs. What I said on Twitter was, let's get this straight, I'm a fan of Marcus Johansson first, and then the Caps, so jot that down. Because what I didn't stand up, I did sing along with the uh, the Gaslight Anthem song that is Jersey's goal song because it's like, whoa, you suck. And Lindsay was like, hey. But like by like goal four, Lindsay was like, all right, yeah. Uh, I had no more arguments about it. Oh, I was screaming, we suck. <laughs> oh, I was too. I, did too. I would go, you suck. We suck. Cats suck. <laughs> I was like, it but was like, I was not standing up and screaming for Jersey. No. Because like my team is the Caps and I don't stand up like when the Caps play Dallas. Yeah. I'm sitting up there in my Jamie Ben Jersey because we win every time I wear the Jamie Ben Jersey. But I am wearing that to home the, games. I huh? Start wearing that I, to home no, games. No, no, no. When we play Dallas, oh. it's not other teams. Okay. Just Dallas. Gotcha. Like, I was even cheering for the Caps in Dallas wearing a Jamie Benn jersey at the game. That must be so confusing like, for everyone weird. around you. I did it. I did it in Dallas. I did it at home. I do. I Wearing a Taylor Hall jersey in Capital One Arena, cheering for the Capitals. Like, it's... I love these other teams, but the caps come first. I uh, yeah, I just couldn't bring myself to wear my Nylander shirt jersey this evening. It's disrespectful to Nicholas Backstrom. Yes. In fairness, I am literally wearing a Trailender t-shirt right now, which I had on under my Kuznetsov jersey tonight. He is very special. But, but like the thing is, it doesn't make you a better fan because you don't like more than one team. Like I'm not a worse fan because I root for more than one team. I mean, you're a hockey fan. I like hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, fan policing just sucks no matter what. So. Well, here, let me fan police something. There's never a time you need to yell "kill anyone." Agree. At a hockey game. Correct. Especially not when you're winning by six goals. But this girl behind us kept yelling "kill Ovechkin," and I'm like, first of all, he's not even on the ice. Second of all, you're winning by six goals. Third of all, why the fuck do you need to kill him? And I said, I said, why? Like, please stop yelling that. That's so weird. And she's like, if you were on someone else's team, you'd yell it too. And I'm like, no, I wouldn't, actually. Well, she tried to say that we would say kill Hall. It's like, nobody would wish damage yeah, to Lindsay, Lindsay really did say that about Taylor Hall. 
Because he's beautiful. Uh, like, I've word. never yelled, kill Crosby. Like, I really fucking hate Sidney Crosby. I really fucking hate Brad Marchand. But I'm not yelling, kill Marchand, because, like, that's not... What the best thing to do is just score seven goals against his team. I did like when the guy yelled, knock Ovechkin's teeth out. You yelled across the aisle, he doesn't have any! And you just shut up. And the guy, like, nodded his head, and he's like, you right, you right. (laughs) And we're like... I, I don't know, is that a difference that you see in different places where... Our team plays badly, and we know they're playing badly. We don't try to blame anyone. Whereas you yeah. have some fans who are like, they just get angrier at the opposing team. I mean, Oh, there are Cavs fans who try to blame everybody, too. We just don't know those people. Yeah, no. We, we, we have surrounded ourselves with people who are acutely aware of when the Cavs are playing like a giant pile of poo. Because we're not, we don't surround ourselves with crazy people. That's helpful. Um, well, from Kara, one of the questions is, should New Jersey kill Ovechkin? Um... <laughs> Another thing the girl behind us was insisting, um, question from Kara, who has a worse playoff rep in the league, the Devils, who have three cups, or the Caps, eternal second round suffering so recently rectified? Because I don't know if you heard this conversation, but at one point Kara and I turned around and we're talking to this girl because she kept saying, oh my god, we're so long, like, we're so long suffering, we're ha- we have it so bad, I've suffered for uh, my whole life. It's been less than 20 years since they got a cup. The Devils, nice, guys, you've got three batters. The Devils last won a cup in, I believe, 2003. Yeah. And it's like, buddy, the Devils have won a cup since I was in high school? Honestly, Steve Dangle would like a word with you right now. <laughs> The yeah. Washington Capitals look like a word with you. True, right true. Now. Fair, fair. The Washington Capitals have not won a cup since before I was born. The Devils won one when I was in high school. So let's keep it real here. But it's very like, do you not under like, do you have no like context for what's going on? Like, yeah, the devil, the Devils played shitty trap hockey for years. Mm. They just did. Hockey died in New Jersey. For a long time, Jersey was where hockey went to die. And I told you that when they Mm -hmm. traded JoJo there. I was like, holy shit, this is where hockey goes to die. And I'm going to suffer because I'm going to have to watch now. (laughs) And it turned out it wasn't that way. And it's like, I just... Well, you know where hockey's going to die now. The island. Oh, you you think that's it? It's not Montreal? It's not Ottawa? It's not Edmonton? So far... Montreal's been a little bit more successful than we thought they would. I Montreal beat the Pens tonight. <laughs> yeah. And they beat the Leafs once. Ottawa's actually been. Ottawa's- Ottawa won tonight. Ottawa smoked the Kings tonight. Mm-hmm. I was at the Sens-Leafs game in Toronto last week, and the Sens properly won that game. Yeah, I mean, so I think out of all of those... Yeah, could be I, the island. Here's why. Number one, Lou Lamorello. What? Number two, Barry, Barry Trotz. Trotz. Also, they, they're a bunch of old hockey Paul men. Clutterbuck, assistant captain up there. I mean, he does have a great name. It's the only great thing about him, but it is a He's great a name. He's a horrible hockey. Oh, yeah. He just reminds me of Tom Sestito. Fair. That's all I can think about when I watch Cal Clutterbuck play hockey is Tom Sestito. And that is not somebody you want to remind people of when you're playing hockey. No, it's not. By the way, the Sharks Twitter bio just says, We're the Sharks. Do, 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 do. God, it's going to be stuck at like, Lindsay and I are just going to listen to it on repeat all the way to get our hair done tomorrow and then all the way to the MGM before Casino Night. Um, we should see if they have a DJ and if they'll play it. <laughs> I'm sure Andre knows the words. Oh my God. If we Did can get- you see on Twitter 
Abby Mastracco, that works for one of the New Jersey papers, says that Keith Kincaid knows the Baby Shark dance. And I'm like, um, can we see it? Uh-huh. Pick it didn't happen. Yeah. So oh, I, I might pay for that. I would pay good money to see Keith Kincaid <laughs> do the Baby Shark dance. <laughs> <laughs> From Brian, value and team-sponsored fan plants, we cheers. <laughs> I mean... Anybody was, can play, it can sing rock and roll part two and get a whole bunch of people to sing along with them. Yeah. By the way, singing Gary Glitter songs these days is probably not the best way to present yourself in public. Just saying. I mean, there's a reason why hockey teams don't use that as their goal song anymore. I just, it just irritates me because Jersey has such a good goal song. So we're sitting up there doing that. Like, shut up. Your goal song is so good. Just let it go. Yeah. Like they insist on after the goal song has gone through and all the you sucking. It's has been fun done. if you're not getting, yes, if you're not exactly. the team they're playing Just like against. Nashville's crowd is really fun if you're not the team that they're playing That's why against. I said you guys wanted to go to Nashville and I was like, okay, first of all, it's a back to back. So we wouldn't be able to get there. But second of all, I don't want to go to Nashville as a Caps fan. I want to go to Nashville and watch Nashville play someone else. I want to go to Nashville and watch Nashville, like, whip the pens. That'd be nice. I'd like to see them beat Toronto. Because I want to go there and I want to do, like, all the Nashville chanting shit. Because, I like, I want to go to Jersey and I want to do the Jersey chanting shit. Not the stupid flyers suck, whatever, bullshit. Or the singing the, thing. Yeah, dun, but the, dun, the, dun, the dun, you suck. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. It just reminds me of high school football when they did that, and I was like, I hate this. Yeah, but, I mean... I mean... Hey. Chanting It's was- New Jersey. They had to pick another song without any words, except You Suck, that they can throw in there, because nobody else could learn any... They tried to chant with words, with the, the uh, Flyers Suck, or Rangers Suck, Flyers, whatever. <laughs> it was too many fucking words! Um, that's what I'm saying, so they do the rock and the Gary Glitter song. <laughs> You suck. That's all the words they need to know. And the rest of it is na 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 And that's Jersey for you. No, they know a Ric Flair way when they hear Oh, mother fuck that was, a Ric Flair way. Tara was just dog barking in the car. Like, <laughs> Tara was so irritated. We were just sitting in the parking lot, trapped in the parking lot, unable to get out of the fucking parking lot, and everybody walking down the Woo! street. Woo! Chanting at Cabin One Arena was a little sketchy tonight. A Go Leafs Go chant started and people started booing. And I was like, wait. And I'm literally yelling this, by the way. I'm like, why don't we chant Let's Go Caps instead of booing? What are you doing? Stop booing. Just chant back. Like, I didn't get it. I don't understand why the booing was happening. Like, that's not how chanting works. Mm. Like, when you're uh, the opposing team's fans start chanting... You chant your team louder. Like, what am I fucking doing? I did hear some Freddy chanting a little bit after that first goal. But they were literally like, Freddy. And I was like, well, at least they're doing it right. That's <laughs> true. The last question, because we did not talk about this, from my, when will William return from the war? He- so we are having Lindsay on here because we got to talk about something. We got to talk about William Nylander. Before we sign off for the night. Right. Well, obviously the issue with poor William is that he is an RFA waiting to sign a contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs. As things stand at the moment, 13th of October, he has not signed a contract. He has until the 1st of December to sign, 
Otherwise, he has to sit out the entire NHL season. Now, a year ago, this would have you would never have dreamed they would get to this point because a year ago, it was Matthews Minor and Nylander. However, during the summer, the Leafs picked up this little-known player called John Tavares, <laughs> who they are paying $11 million a year. Now, there is so much coming out of Toronto right now, and it is skewing more and more negatively against Nylander. So everyone talks about Nylander being the one holding out. The rumours are that he's looking for $8 million a year, which is an excessive amount for a winger of 22 years of age, but Leon Dreisaitl is the um, kind of example being used. What's, what's past a make? Uh, six point something. He's on six point something for six years. Now, and that's the, more in line that's, of what the Leafs want to pay him. And people, yeah. lots of people say Pasta is better than Nylander. But They're, Pasta has been playing on Patrice Bergeron's line for the year and he's a multiple Selkie winner. Nylander has been playing up and down the lineup. Matthews was out for 20 games or so last year. So despite the fact that for some reason, and I just can't imagine why, Mike Babcock does not particularly like Nylander. So he was getting low minutes last year. He was being played on the fourth line. So despite that, he still got 61 points, which for a 22-year-old kid in his second season is pretty good going. Now, I don't think necessarily that Nylander is worth 8 million a year, but everyone's making the mistake of comparing him to... Uh, people like Ehlers, people like Pasternak, who are getting him a six million. It makes more sense to compare him to Mitch Marner, and Mitch Marner is going to get eight million comfortably. Austin Matthews is going to get at least eleven, if not twelve million. And yet, you have people saying that Nylander, who has virtually identical statistics to Marner, should get less. Now, I don't want to imply that there is any xenophobia going on in Canadian hockey. Oh, but my. we are talking about a Swedish kid as opposed to a nice Toronto boy. Even though the Swedish kid was born in Canada. Yeah, he was born in Calgary, but that's not... like. And he is opening night in the, at the Leafs last year. He was introduced as being from Calgary, which is a little misleading. So, I don't know. I'm obviously very passionate about William Nylander and his future. But we are talking about a kid who, over a year ago, was the MVP at Worlds. Yeah. He was... His team beat Mitch Marner's team pretty handily. So the way... Um, th- yeah, but he was the MV- MVP at Worlds on... Uh, Whose wing was he on, Lindsay? Oh, yeah, that one guy. He wears number 19 for the Capitals. Please Washington. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the thing is, Nylander was having great worlds before uh, Backstrom rolled up. Mm-hmm. Then they got better. They played superbly together. And I just find it really, really frustrating that because Nylander is in the position that his contract is the first to have come up, he's the one suffering for it. And I don't know, like, I compulsively check Twitter, which is my mistake, because more and more now what's coming out is not just that... Nylander's greedy, Nylander's lazy, but that now... Sure, Nylander's lazy. Yeah, sure. I mean... Sure, he's not in Sweden playing right now while he waits. Yeah, like, we've all seen the shape the kid is in, like, that doesn't happen effortlessly. Yeah, no, I definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah you've seen that? Yeah. seen the shape that kid is in. I've seen several shapes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Most of them his thighs. <laughs> An ass. Ah, uh, thylights, yes. So... Oh, I, we talked about his Reebok campaign last time. As one should. One should always talk about his Reebok campaign. So basically the issue is what's going to happen next. I suspect he will sign by the 1st of December. It is unlikely a 22-year-old kid is going to want to sit out for an entire season, although I think he can still play in Sweden if he chooses to do so. But is he going to be a Toronto Maple Leaf by the end of this year? And I think the answer is no. Despite the fact that Kyle Dubas actually said, when we sign 
Tavares, we will sign the other three. He can't. First of all... Not if he wants to pay Marner eight. No, he could. Like, the thing is, there is a way. Under the cap, you could fit, say, seven million for Nylander, eight million for Marner. You would just sacrifice any defence. And more and more, the push is that... <laughs> I know, right? I mean, more and more, the push is to trade Nylander for a top four right-handed defenseman, but they don't exactly grow on trees either. And, of course, one of the other storylines that's coming out with Nylander is... Why isn't anyone offer-sheeting him, other than the fact that that's not what people do these days? So obviously, a team can't just go, listen, William, we'll give you eight million, come on over, because they have to give something back. And what they have to give back are multiple rounds of draft picks. What you told us earlier was for them to offer-sheet William at eight million or 8.1 or something like that, they also have to give up their first, second, and third round picks. Yeah, and they cannot trade Eight mil for or lower is first, second, and third. Eight mil or higher are two firsts, second, a second, and a third. And hardly anybody has that. And it has to be the team's first, second, and yeah. third. It can't be a first, second, and third acquired from someone else. And there are a few teams who are in a position to offer that. That would include, I believe, the Avs and the Canes. But I don't know if it's going to happen. And of course, part of the problem now, your husband, Phil Kessel, before he left the Leafs, the relationship had been soured quite a lot because of what the team God, they out. still have Phil's... Oh, they still... Salary on the books, too. absolutely. But what's happening now is, out of the Leafs, you've got Brendan Shanahan saying, well, in Detroit, everyone took a pay cut. Never mind, there wasn't actually a salary cap at the time. You've got Mike Babcock saying things like, when William decides to join us. So there's negativity coming from inside the house. Yeah. So... Babcock really doesn't like him. Oh, he doesn't like him. I don't get it. He does not like him, and I don't know... Genuinely, I don't know why. He plays so well with... With Matthews. And to be honest, this evening I thought Kapanen and Matthews played well. Kapanen's like a fake William Nealander. Yeah, he's yeah. Like I I when we went down to the glass. He looked like a I saw Cappy and I was like Oh, he's still in his center and he's still in his hairstyle. Cappy is just Kmart William Nealander with dick sucking left. Fair. Um but yeah, like (laughs) I said what I said, Lindsay. I did I argue. No, the thing with Nealander as well is Unfortunately for him, he does make a lot of things look fairly effortless. So he's got good zone exits and entries. He doesn't get flustered. And he's I, Swedish. That's not a service they provide. Exactly. Unless you're an Andre Burghoff. So he, so the the lazy narrative is coming out. He's lazy as well as. Rudy. So is Alex Ovechkin. Yeah, and he's a Stanley Cup champion. Because that's always been the narr- the narrative about. Oh yeah, Ovi. he's a lazy because Russian. Because that's what they talk mm-hmm. about. Ovi's lazy because you see him standing. Or he's selfish. Or because both. you see him standing around. That's his job. That's his job. Ovi's standing there to shoot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ovi's I'm standing there to draw defensemen like flies. This is and exactly why he's works. doing it. So, I mean, obviously my my dream would be... He busted his ass somehow. He really he, did. No, he played... Oh, he was all over Ovi tonight. was busting his ass That lazy, lazy Russian. Yeah, lazy Russian. So, I mean, selfish, I'll, lazy his, Russian. His four-tack. He was the Two only one... Two assists tonight from the selfish, lazy yeah. Russian. Assists only. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so honestly, I mean, I reckon we should just ditch Andre and get Will and Nylander instead. Because I think we sent Tom with him. I'm fully willing, like, to get enough cap space to sign William Nylander. We can give Toronto Tom Wilson and Andre Burakovsky and good riddance. I mean, we got to rework the lines a little bit. Obviously, we've got an opening on the top line. It's fine. I know who goes there. It's Jakub Verana. 
Well, no, I reckon you do you do TKO, right? You put, oh, yeah, you no. put Oshi back put on Oshi top line, and then you set up Nikki with his Swedish and semi-Swedish baby. They'd be amazing. It would be the Trey Crowder light. Because whatever you do, you have to put Neilander oh, yeah. on And of Nikki's course, line. you also have to bear in mind, Neilander is a natural center. So mm. Nikki, and I love him the most, is getting older, so... What happens when you know? You know. You, so that I mean, that we was, do need. We could having a little more center depth wouldn't hurt us. Absolutely. Like, I don't. I don't mind Nick Dowd. I'm pretty impressed with him. So yes, that is the situation with William Nylander, and it's. But that doesn't get Toronto defensemen. Yeah, and but what really does blow? I don't know what's how you've got people going. Oh, let's just trade for Subban and. In Nashville, and you're going. Yeah, because Nashville's gonna give you PK Subban for what? It's like I mean, Nashville could probably use Nylander. They could do with a bit more up front. But they ain't getting rid of no PK. Why would you do that? Why would you trade the face of your franchise? Exactly. So I mean, I, I think, mean, not, I mean, like Roman Josie's down there. And uh, what a face! What a face! <laughs> but yeah, so I think the problem is Dubas has said he is going to sign the three, the three boys. PK's a Toronto boy too, right? They only want guys that are from Toronto there. But I yeah, mean, it's I not like there's a shortage though. of them. Tom's from Toronto. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And also, I would just love Adam Wilde's reaction to can having we, Tom Wilson on his team. He fucking hates Tom Wilson. Can you trade someone who's suspended? I doubt it. Shame. It's going to get reduced. It better. Oh, it will. It will. It kind of has to. I mean, look, man. I hate that it's going to get reduced. I really, really hate it. But it really, really has to at this point. Yeah. So, on that kind of depressing note, honestly, free William Nylander. Bring him to the Washington Capitals, where we will love him and cherish him. And treat him better than the Willie we have. Yeah. Um, well, because he's not horrible like the Willie we have. He's got <laughs> two brain cells to rub together. He can read. Wilson did a PowerPoint. That's true. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Tom Wilson can read. It's Andre Burakovsky that can't read. He's teaching well, you Andre. did see uh, Backstrom and Ovechkin showing him where his name was on the card. I fucking love that picture. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to this probably extremely long Sorry. episode of this podcast. That's fine. It got long before we even got to talking about Neilander. Mm. So we'll be back next time. We will probably have some follow-up stuff. We'll talk about Casino Night. Hopefully the Capsule wins some fucking games. That'd be nice. Uh, yeah, what? Maybe they'll reschedule the season ticket holder party and we'll get to go to like Halloween. I think that won't happen until the spring, to Halloween be honest. Halloween shit at Six Flags. And I want to go to Halloween shit at Six Flags. Thing is, next week, is it next week that they're in Canada all week? Western Canada? Not this coming week, but the week I after. I have no idea. Don't ask me questions. I think that's the last week I in October. I had a lot to drink. Anyway. Yes, the last week in October, the week before Halloween. Okay. Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary. Mm, that's going to be fun. Because that went Actually, so well last year. One, two, three, four days off. Why is the schedule so Halloween. weird this season? I don't know. Like, um, I don't understand why the schedule's been so fucking bizarre. There were no games. 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st, they have off. Before they play in Mont- oh, before they play in Montreal. So. Like, why were there no games yesterday? That That's makes weird. no sense. The season's been on for a week and a half. Why were there no games yesterday? Who schedules this? Hire me, NHL. Whoever does this is fucking bad at it. Actually, I heard Jesse Jesse Blake say on, on Dangle that a computer does it. Your then... computer algorithm is fucked up, NHL. <laughs> Get a human in there, because clearly the computer has a problem. 
Well, then, I don't know why I'm leaning toward the computer because the microphone is not on the computer. If there are Did conflicts, you notice that? Then yes. <laughs> if there are conflicts with certain arenas and stuff, then a human goes in and flips teams around and stuff. But as far as like how many games on each day and all that, yeah. Yeah, well, they're not doing a very good fucking job, are they? Well, no. Have they ever? No. But I'm saying is there are a lot of things in the NHL and in the Capitals organization in specific that I would be much better at than the people who currently do the job. Not that I don't love my job, but wow, that's the first time I've said that ever. I know, right? Anyway, thank you for listening to us. You can follow us on Twitter at Pucker Up Pod. That's where you can ask us questions. You can ask us anything you want to. All kinds of weird shit. But most of those questions came from people who went to New Jersey with us. So they had a little bit of insider knowledge. Do not ask us what goalie interference is. Do not ask us what icing is. Yeah, or offsides. The, uh, actually, speaking of offsides, Vegas thought they scored a goal the other night. But it was truly and deeply offsides. Yes, it was. And my Twitter was really fun because I was like, fuck. And then I was like, but wait. And then I was like, holy shit, because how often does a coach's challenge work? Well, here's the thing. The Pacioretty was so Chris, Chris the ginger, who was sitting next to me at the Vegas game, said, <laughs> I said, are they calling this back? And he said, yeah. And he said, for offsides. And he said, yeah. And I said, offsides is the one that if we get it wrong, we get a penalty, right? And he said, that's why it's going to be right. And he was right. I mean, it was like so offsides. But the Caps video review guy is good. Brett Leonhart, yeah, he's him and Tim Ohashi are amazing. So we do know what offsides should be. Sometimes there was, you know, did you notice that at one point tonight when there was an empty net, they knocked the puck down and there should have been an icing and it didn't get called? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, see, we don't know what icing is either, apparently. Mm -mm. But, I mean, Eller was also held before the third Toronto goal. Yeah. There were a lot of things that were missed. There was a point at which um, Holpe's net got knocked off its moorings and no whistle. Yeah, it was weird tonight. Do you know who the officials were? I don't. I can look up the box score. I don't think anyway. we were lucky enough to get West two nights in a row or no. two games we had in West a row. McCauley, um in Jersey. Not that it helped us. I mean, not that... Dan O'Halloran. Oh. oh, crud. Graham Skilleter. Scott Driscoll. Tim Novak. Dan O'Halloran. Dan O'Halloran is the fucking worst. He's the only name I dread seeing more than Tim Peel. Mm-hmm. Well, and he reminds and me Kelly of... And Kelly Sutherland. Do you remember last... Was it last season when all the rest... Dan O'Halloran! <laughs> <laughs> Don't spit my guy on my couch! <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll speak to you after casino night. And a few more wins. Hopefully. Bye.